0: So it's been a super long time, probably two months since we've recorded an episode. And so much has changed since then. Um, Obviously (laughs) coronavirus came and took over the world and we were in lockdown. Obviously our recording studio wasn't open. And plus like I had just started feeling, I personally was pretty burnt out from doing the podcast and also trying to manage like my own business. Um, and yeah, I just felt like I needed to take, take a step back, take a breather. And I feel like you did as well. And yeah, so this episode is, we don't have a guest for the first time. It's just me and mom. We are the guests. We are the guests. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to ourselves. (laughs) Um, and I also did not prepare anything. This is really just, uh, this, this is the first time we've seen each other since, probably the last time we recorded yeah, it in like March. So. Two months. Yeah. yeah. So we've been like chatting here and there on WhatsApp or whatever, but haven't really had like a sit down, like, yo, what just happened for the yeah. past two months? And we've both had a lot of major shifts happen and other people in our lives have been having these shifts happen. so I think overall, the lockdown and quarantine and everything was a really great thing for a lot of people, not so great for a lot of other people. Um, But yeah, so I didn't prepare any questions or anything. It's really just, let's just catch up and talk about what happened in these past two months and maybe what we're thinking towards the future. So I guess, do you want to start? So I remember the last time we did see each other. I remember you, there was a lot of like confusion and doubt and like you were just in this space of, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, I don't know what's happening. So do you remember like what was kind of going through your mind at that time?
1: Honestly, I (laughs) When you just mentioned that, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> really? Did I? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. Pro- yeah,
0: probably around March. Like, yeah, you were just feeling really confused.
1: I guess. Oh, okay. Okay, now I remember because there's a my stone right there that uh, I kind of uh, left my ex
0: oh right yeah
1: that's when like all the shifts started to happen mm-hmm. Like after that and yeah, before yeah. that in a way we I kind of know you know what I'm supposed to do but mostly it's because of the fears mm-hmm. so so many fears and then like on the high side looking back I realized that I why I felt so confused is because I was trying to play small I I try to avoid that big vision that I actually always had in mind since I was like five or six years old, Mm. and you know, like spending like decades like trying to figure out my dreams and stuff like that. But while it's it's all actually always already there. Yes, and so yeah, so so that's the the core. reason why I felt so confused. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and catch
0: the listeners up a little bit, if you want to, on, like, who this ex was and, like, okay. why it was <laughs> why it was such a shift for you okay. to yeah. end that and move away. Because okay. I think that's a really, like, key piece of the story that probably
1: a lot of people would relate to. Yeah, okay. I. I, I yeah, I, I think that um, this, you know, X story w- will resonate with a lot of women out yeah. there. Um, so I dated this guy. We were seeing each other for like five months. And actually, it it was wrong from the beginning. Like, I still remember. It always I, is. I told you, <laughs> right? And then, you know, like, we both know, like, oh, this is not good. You yeah. have to stop. <laughs> and, you know, but this, like, inertia in me, this, like, whole dysfunctional... Um, habit you know it it just wanted to to grab something familiar so this energy can go on so um, the the whole story is even before we started this relationship he was still like in a very close contact with his ex ex ex-fiancé not even ex-girlfriend (laughs) <laughs> and um well i mean it's okay you know to keep somewhat uh, polite friendly like connection with some of the exes uh but it's so clear to me that he's not over her and he's leaning on to that relationship uh, and at the same time, wanting to, to date me. Mm. And it just occurred to me, like, wait a minute, this whole scenario, this is not my first time. It's actually been happening in mostly in all of the, the, the past relationships that I had. Mm. There's something, again, like in common in here. And so I had to take the responsibility uh, to make a decision at that moment like if I gave in and if I like condoned his behavior then this would happen again and who knows like you know what what's gonna happen after that and again like I, I also realized that hmm I'm just dating potentials mm-hmm. I'm dating projects yeah, you know, like, yeah, and yeah, like everyone has potentials, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including me, yeah, and you, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> yeah, and and, and and yeah, it just like struck me, like, oh my god, I'm doing this again, right? I'm dating potentials, yeah. Like you're not his mother, you're not there to like, yeah, and also, yeah. it's is somewhat like actually disrespectful. To expect him to be something else, you know, uh, rather than like accepting who he really is. And I realized, oh, okay, it's my fault that I came into this relationship, hoping that he would change over time. He would grow up, he would realize this and that, you know, and like, hmm well, then I'm actually the one that's not accepting for who he is. Mm. So if I really accepted him for who he is, and I think I I, I heard it from someone, I think it's Mel Robbins mm. or someone on YouTube that just imagined that they would never change. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, would you want to date that person? Would you want to be with that person? And it's just so clear in my mind, it's like, no (laughs) no way it's like it's not even no it's like no way (laughs) yeah 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 hell no. hell no (laughs) nope 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 and uh yeah and then it's
0: was there anything for the listeners like so you heard that from Mel Robbins was there anything else that maybe like a feeling in your body or like anything else that was a super telling oh yeah yeah thing.
1: actually uh, my instinct when i first met him uh i already knew that this is not the person that is good for my growth Mm. You know, but like after like three seconds, you know, this mind just like (laughs) stepped in and, oh, you know, maybe, maybe this, maybe that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're overreacting. Maybe you're just like judging him, you know, maybe like give him some time and chances. This is so typical, you know, like Mm self-talk, especially from women that I've worked with. And so that's the price for not listening to your instinct or like in a way like for betraying yourself or your truth Mm. and just right away I felt my whole body my system kind of like mm, kind of like go down you know sinking Mm. and and this like you know like fixer inside me you know that wants to fix my parents now wants to fix him and hoping that if I fix him then he get better then I can feel better. Hmm.
0: And yeah. Yeah. feel like needed and
1: yeah, appreciated, validated. validated, validated. Appreciated. Yeah, yeah. So m- m- what I was saying that I definitely could feel that in my body. Like it's instead of expanding, it contracted. Mm. And that is like so the most obvious sign that now I I just use that as a compass, you know, to tell whether that that person is worth my time and energy or whether I should like be uh, around them more often. It's just like if they help me to expand or not, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. Okay, so then you got to the point where it was like decision time. Okay, am I gonna do what I've always done and like continue in this negative behavior pattern that I found myself in? Or am I going to shift and, like, up-level mm-hmm. and do something different? So what was sort of, like, the final piece that was like, okay, I'm, I'm moving in this new direction this time? Mm.
1: Well, I have to say it has to do a lot or even, like, everything with knowing truly about your purpose, like, that vision, that when I look at that vision and then I kind of put it on the scale, you know, like one side is my vision and then the other side is him. Mm. And so I asked myself, like, which one is more worthy? Mm. And then it's so clear to me that my vision is way more, you know, like worthy and valuable and worth pursuing. Mm. And so that's how I... I, I make my decision. Yeah. And I just like, which one would make me feel proud of myself? Mm-hmm. That I make the best decision I could for myself. So later on, I don't feel any kind of regret, you know, for treating myself badly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so important. And it aligns literally so much, which just happened with me as well, but I still want to keep on your story. Okay. Um, I want to ask for women out there or anyone who is in that same spot where it's like, okay, I, I want to make this decision. I am making this decision. Like, I have made this decision. How did you actually communicate that to him? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of women are like, oh, but I don't want to hurt his feelings mm-hmm. or you know yeah like i feel like they would procrastinate on actually bringing that up
1: mhm mm, so for my case that it actually ended in silence because sometimes i believe that silence is like the clearest answer you could give to someone mm. and in my case i i just feel like actually because i already had the conversation with him before that mm. and he responded uh, with silence. So I took that as his answer. So does this mean you literally, like, texted him? No, and I, respond, I, I talked to him in person. Okay. That's the, also the, the last day that we met. That um, he brought up, uh, like, um, asking for a like, belated birthday presents from his ex-fiancee. And um, I'm like, why? And he's like, well, she's my best friend. <laughs> I'm like, well, <clears throat> uh, this is flags. <laughs> yeah, red flags, definitely. <laughs> and so I just told him that, look, like, we had this conversation months ago. I told you very clear that... I don't feel comfortable with you being so close with your ex like that. And the fact that you know that already, but you still choose to continue doing this. Mm. It's clear to me that you still have strong feelings for her. So, you know. Right. And then he just like frowned and then said nothing. And then I'm like, okay, I did my best. Mm-hmm. And he's, he just, you know, he, he just not there with me. Mm-hmm. And I just have so many things, you know, other th- cool things to do. And so I don't want to like waste my time investing in something that's so risky. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, good a lot of potentials still potentials are potentials until you see it manifest into real life you don't know and so it's so risky now and that's when i'm like okay i i want to go home and then i gave him i think two weeks you know like just to see if he would want to say anything Mm. nothing Mm. and Later on, like I went on uh, YouTube, you know, and, and I listened to podcasts and stuff, and about relationships, and uh, some experts said, you know, when a guy he's quiet for too long, then it's it's a clear no. Yeah. Mm. That basically he just sees you as like not worthy enough to pursue. That's why he keeps silent. Mm. Yeah. But for, like, for women, we like, oh, I need to say something. I want to make it clear. Then I can put an end on it. But that is the end. That is the answer. Right. It's so clear. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't even, like, want to talk to you about ending this. So it's, it's just so clear that you're not even worth my words. Yeah. So what else do you want? Like, more proof? You know, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's just that that's it. And I also feel like, hmm, I don't want to, like, waste my energy, you know, texting him back. Right. Because he's also not worth my time and energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's all, like, I
1: don't know,
0: ego, I feel like, where we just want to have the final say and, like, have that closure. But, yeah, it seems like, I, I don't know, for me, uh, like, I was just talking about something very similar with this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was kind of hanging out with for two weeks or whatever and then Mm -hmm. this past week neither of us made the move to like say anything or there was no kind of final closure it's just like yeah silence just says everything and I don't necessarily take it as him saying I'm not worth it and I feel like I'm not saying he's not worth it it's more just like I think we both understand. (laughs) Like, there's kind of this mutual understanding, like unspoken understanding, and we don't need to like engage in some kind of conversation because it's just like it's just saying the obvious out loud. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And sometimes it just pops in my mind that they don't even see like if there's anything ever from the beginning just to have a closure with, you know, like deep down it's just like "Eh, you know this is not. Isn't just nothing, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: right, yeah, okay, interesting. And then, so then, what was kind of the next steps you started to take in terms of understanding, like when you say you've known kind of all along what you wanted to do, like what is that, and then what
1: steps did you take to sort of bring that to life now? I, what I do daily routine when it comes to like, you know, like contemplating and gaining more clarity is journaling, Mm -hmm. journaling and meditating, but meditating, not in the sense of like sitting, you know, in a lotus position, but more like contemplating, feeling my thoughts more like, and, um, so I just like start you know, like journaling about him. And at first I had to let my anger out. Like, I had to blame him, you know. Even though I know deep down that it's, everything is my responsibility. Mm. But, you know, like, on the surface, like, I still feel angry. Yeah. So I let it out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you son of a bitch, you <laughs> this and that, blah, 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 blah. And, and after that fire is kind of like, you know, like, Oof, okay. Now I can breathe. And then I had more space you know to to look at the truth Mm -hmm. like okay it's really like my responsibility like why do I keep putting myself into that position of dating emotionally unavailable men you know while my friends my girlfriends like they they got good men yep but why me you know like this this is just not like coincidence Yeah, I'm the common denominator right so it must be me (laughs) and so it's it's actually now it sounds funny but at that moment it's it's actually painful to accept that everything is me Mm -hmm. and it's like you have to swallow that that pill you know like It's all my responsibility. It's it's my fault. Not in the sense of blaming yourself, but taking responsibility. Uh, mm -hmm. It's my fault. Right. And so it's like you don't have to just accept
0: it for what it is. Like you can take charge and like make
1: change and take action. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, you have to admit that everything has happened, it comes from you. Consciously or unconsciously, mm-hmm. and so if it's unconscious, then it's my job to make it conscious. Yeah. So I don't act like like a fool next time, you know, and feel starting to feel resentful toward that person again. Mm. And yeah, so I I spent I think a week just to like sit down with my mess. And again, just like uh, I, I connect this recent event with the past events and see the similarity. Mm. You know, I actually wrote down my ex's name and I wrote down what they have in common. And it's just like s- striking me yeah. that they're just like clones. Mm. <laughs> yeah they are not over that's such exes. a good that's such a good like exercise yeah, really. yeah. it's just like mind-blowing mm-hmm. when you actually put it on paper and in kind of like structure like that you compare you mm-hmm. know your axis yeah and it's just, wow it's just for me it's like wow they they ha- they like they're like Brothers.
0: Yeah. Because that makes it like when you put it out in front of you, then you can sort of look at it objectively. I feel like when it's all in your head or you're like in the middle of it, you don't see it so clearly. Yes. Because when, when you were telling me about this new guy, I, I was like, this sounds very similar to the last guy. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so hard to see when you're,
1: you're in it. Yeah. It's like there's no space between you and that image, mm-hmm. that fantasy. So putting on paper, it kind of like creates a space between you and that fantasy. And also the willingness to see the truth. Mm-hmm. that's that's to me that is like the utmost important thing that you have to be willing to see the truth uh instead of feeling like a victim and feeling helpless
0: mm-hmm.
1: and weak and you know like, i don't know what to do yeah and i'm basically i'm just sick of i'm just tired of feeling tired and feeling sick mm-hmm. so like, i have to do something and yeah so i wrote down you know the Charts of exes and I saw that they have so many things in common. All of them are not over their exes Then that's something I already knew from the beginning. Most of them, and yet I still decided to get into that relationship. So it's my fault, mm-hmm. you know. And all of them, they are in debt. Hmm ah yeah yeah and in a way they even expected me to pay off their debts in the name mm. of love yeah yeah so I'm, I'm like you know like their mommy and sister and, and protector and, and girlfriend and lover and everything yeah um yeah and I was like wow okay 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 this is, this is cool love. this cool. is cool okay cool cool <laughs> <laughs>
0: anything else any other like common threads that there were
1: yeah they they're all really like sensitive Mm -hmm. but they just in a way it's like i feel they're not strong enough mentally to see the truth basically they're not they're not ready or they're not brave enough yet to take the responsibility Mm -hmm. So they're all like struggling and hiding, you know, and avoiding that painful truth. And that thing in me, that truth in me, it's just like in a way like I want to show them the truth so much because I know like how liberating it is once Mm -hmm. you accept it, you know, even though it's painful. But after that, it feels so good. Right. And I just want to show them that. And then I also realized that, okay, I have this repeating pattern when it comes to male. And I, I actually feel the same with women, but, you know, because I'm not attracted to women sexually. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't have that, you know, romantic. And so I, I also noticed that, oh, okay, this is my uh, confusion uh, that I can't, I, I did not know how to distinguish between like love for human and romantic attraction so actually what I felt mostly for them is that love for a human being that I feel sorry for them that I feel compassionate Mm. and I just want to help them so much because again I see so much potentials in that person and if that person could embrace the fears and then I'm just like wow you can do so much for this planet Mm -hmm. Like, we all would benefit from your talents and your good heart. And, you know, so I'm like, okay. Unconsciously, I just, like, stepped in that relationship with the hope that I could change them. Mm -hmm. Which failed. Yeah. Repeatedly. (laughs) Miserably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, okay. Another lesson learned. Mm -hmm. Uh, It might not be romantic attraction. It's just like I have so much love mm-hmm. and I have to learn, like, how to, like, listening to my body, like, more carefully, giving it some time, mm-hmm. you know, to distinguish uh, between, you know, different signals. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then
0: was there anything in terms of, like, physical attraction or, like, some
1: kind of, like, sexual chemistry? Mm. Well, I could say there's one thing in common is that most of them or all of them they are pretty like they have high sex drive yeah mm. and i think that's what actually like got like draw like drew us you know like yeah. from the first place uh but another thing in common is family background all of them have dysfunctional families mm-hmm. yeah not and it's okay you know if they have that dysfunctional family but the thing is they not independent emotionally from those dysfunctions. Mm-hmm. Like they still, you know, attached to that and they're still holding grudges and resentment toward their parents. And that is one big thing in common. And now I've learned a lesson that, you know, like, you better like check on their family <laughs> and their relationship or and like their perspective mm-hmm. about what happens in their family so you can tell like where they are you know at this on this journal uh, journey mm-hmm. of uh raising self-awareness yes yeah oh my gosh
0: okay and so then in terms of so we talked quite a bit about the relationship stuff i guess so i want to kind of dig into now like what your actual path is like what what kind of projects are you starting now and how did you like what kind of common threads in your journey were there that you
1: were like oh i've been meant to do this thing all along so right now i'm working on launching my own youtube channel as a a speaker of truth Mm. yeah like I just figured out that term like two days ago. And, you know, after years of changing, you know, the job title from like coach and guide and uh, that coach, this coach and motivational speaker, but none of them really resonates with me until this, I speak of truth. Mm-hmm. It's it's just direct. And this is what I've been doing. And um, so my whole point of, like, my path is to, first of all, like, saying my truth. And by doing that, it will inspire others to do the same because it, it will make them feel safe. Mm-hmm. That it's okay, like, for you to speak your truth because I'm speaking mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not judging you or attacking you Mm -hmm. or like, you know, I'll I'll act like I'm cool now. But after that, I'll like backstab you. That's (laughs) not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. Not high school. (laughs) Yep. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 I think that is like what we need more nowadays that more people need to speak up their truth because people are terrified of speaking up their truth. They're afraid of being judged and abandoned you know like if they become or they just reveal who they really are Mm. and um, yeah this is what I do and recently I've been um, the more I dig into that I realize that my niche my target audience would be mostly uh, high school students Mm. yeah and it just resonates with me because I always felt so lonely mm-hmm. as a kid mm-hmm. and going to school for me it was a disaster that's the very least thing i wanted to do so my 18 years of going to school it was disaster mm-hmm. and i always feel that you know compassion for the children um you know like going through similar things that i used to and i just imagine like wow wow if someone could, like, offer some help to me when I was in high school, my life could have been so much different, so much. I could have saved so much time yeah. and, like, not dating the wrong guys, and I, I could have, like, pursued my dreams a long time ago so I could have way much more people. Mm-hmm. And especially especially rich kids, because mm. I went to international school here in Vietnam, and wow, it's it doesn't look clamorous like you see from the outside. In on the inside, it's a mess.
0: Mm. Like
1: they literally cut their wrists mm. yeah, like every day, and like their parents have no idea, right, what they're doing. And they're so desperate, you know, trying to seek attention. So they had to cut their hands. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, broke my heart, you know, seeing that. And because also people think that, oh, you're rich. You have nothing to worry about. Why do you have to complain about your life? Like, duh. Like, they're, they're still humans and they have needs. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, the, the core needs, one of the core needs for human beings is to feel loved and cared. And their parents don't care or they think that just giving them money and sending them to great school or, you know, studying overseas is good enough and yeah. they should feel grateful for that. And I I must disagree with that, like, big time. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I can be that person for them because I've been there. I've been in exactly the same environment and... I got the same mm. uh, reactions from people when I try to seek help, and they're like, "Yeah, you have nothing to complain. You have good life. But, you know, like you should feel grateful. People have worse than you." I'm like, "Yeah, you have no idea what's going on inside me. Yeah. You know, just because you don't see my wounds mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're not there. Mm-hmm. And it's actually m- more dangerous when you cannot see the wounds because you don't know how deeply hurt you are." So, and I think that there's a need that definitely for that, not just in Vietnam, but all around the world. Yeah. And this is why you and I, we do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Like when
0: you mentioned the wrist cutting, I was like, wow, that just brought me right back to high school. Like, I totally forgot about how big of a thing that was and how it was kind of like normalized. Yeah, It's like... I knew people who were doing it and it was kind of just like, oh, it's just another person doing Isn't that crazy? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like alarming. Right?
1: Like, we take it as like normal. Yeah. Since when that wrist cut is normal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was almost like, almost as like a status symbol in a way. Like, they felt cool for doing it or it like seemed cool doing it or... I don't know. Yeah, that was weird times. Um, yeah, that's awesome, though, that you've come to this place. And it definitely makes so much sense. I really think it's so much of sort of realizing what struggles you have had and that you've overcome. And then that's like what you can help other people yeah to overcome.
1: Yes, I think that's the most powerful when it comes to... Um, offering any kind of service for me that I would seek for someone that has been through the shits that I'm I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And they have overcome that. So they can really feel what I'm feeling right now. And they actually know how to get out of that swamp. You know, not just like saying it but they actually walk the talk. Yeah. Yeah, that just means so much more to me. And that is something the term we call a wounded healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to be wounded to have compassion and to know, you know, what they actually feel like inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like crazy. The whole time you were talking, I was like, wow. It's like I had the exact same light bulb moments and like pivotal moments but they just they were manifested in a different way or like happened in a different order
1: yeah which is interesting right and i i actually could feel okay this is a bit witchy witchy but (laughs) (laughs) i just like want to like share with it because i share with you because it's it's just fun Mm -hmm. that since i was like 11 12, mm-hmm. I, I always have this vision of myself when I turn 30, which mm-hmm. is this year, Yeah, that something big will happen that will shift my whole like consciousness and basically my whole life will mm-hmm. be shifted. And so when this coronavirus thing happens, I just knew that this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the one. And it's, n- it's not actually just helping me. But it will have so many people out yeah, there, yeah. And honestly, I feel happy that this happened, mm-hmm. even though it, it caused a lot of deaths. But sometimes we need that such a big wake-up call, you know, and just to see what's really going on.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, we'll be blinded by you know the the the, the reality. Yeah, and yeah, so. Um, so it's not surprising, actually, to hear, you know, like, you have a lot of light bulb moments, because mm-hmm. um, it's, I feel it's supposed to happen this way. A lot of people need to wake up right now, like, wake up it, it, as in, in, in in a way is that, like, just grow up, mm-hmm. you know, just grow up, mm-hmm. wake up, like, yeah. stop, like, sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and wake up, and and take the responsibility and be honest with yourself and do what you're supposed to do. Because now you can see that like when you're in, inside your house and have nothing to do, what actually keeps you sane is that purpose. Mm-hmm. And whoever is struggling right now is because they haven't found their purpose. That's why I see it. Like, if you have the purpose, you can work it you know, from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, wow, it's just, it's just a face. You have a lot of things to do and to plan, you know, but without the purpose, it would drive you insane. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And something else that
0: I'm hoping is happening for other people, like I haven't really talked to anyone about it before, but what I kind of think could be a possibility is how when you're out there in the world and you're like working your regular office job and you're surrounded by all these people who are also like not happy with what they're doing. Like it just perpetuates all of the standards that society has like these constructs in our mind and these like, it just reinforces these belief systems. But then when we have no other choice to be by ourselves and like not around that, all of a sudden it's like all of that sort of social stigma and influence from everyone just washes away. And you're like, wait, is anything that I believe actually true?
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So
0: I'm hoping like people come to that too, because that's kind of how I feel happened with me. And I feel like just by, it's been said a thousand times, like you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I feel like for me in this Corona time, like I made extra effort to engage with people that like were sort of on this same path as me or like people that I wanted to be like. And so when you surround yourself with those people, then it like builds a new belief system around you and you see like what is actually possible Right. Beyond what you've just been taught is yep. possible or what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, um, I I had known for so long that podcast management was not really what I wanted to be doing. I knew that I didn't like it. I knew that I wasn't best utilizing my, my natural strengths and talents. And, you know, so... But I think what kept me in it for so long was a few things. Like, first of all, it was a very new space that I felt like, okay, this market is like a good market opportunity because there's not a lot of people um, doing podcast management. So I can, I have like a good spot here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing was, Like I knew that I was providing a valuable service and like a good service, like clients were happy. They were giving me a lot of praise and I got referrals and like, so it was all good. Um, but at the same time, like anytime someone would refer me or anytime a potential new client would message me on Instagram or something, I would like cringe Mm -hmm. and I would, just hope that it didn't work out Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I would self-sabotage and you know make my website confusing on purpose to almost like um repel potential Mm -hmm. clients because I just like didn't want them which is so crazy and yeah and then um so One of my clients, he's been a friend for a long time and he's also a business consultant. So I felt comfortable in telling him kind of earlier on how I was feeling that like I knew podcast management isn't exactly what I want to be doing forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, "Okay, like maybe we can make this an agency and like you're hiring a team so that you're not doing the day to day work um and you are more ceo role and you're just building systems for people to follow and then it's more of like a passive income thing for you and y- your role is more going out there and like getting clients and like selling the product essentially and just like being the face of it and so i sat with that for a few weeks and i just could not deny similar to you, my body was just like screaming no. Mm -hmm. And, but what still kept me even considering it was all the like rational sides of it. Like I was able to rationalize, okay, what he's saying makes logical sense. Like it makes sense for me to do this because I just spent a whole year building up this authority and like credibility and i already have team members um so like why would i just throw all that away it would be you know the logical next step but yeah could no longer deny like Mm -hmm. in my body (laughs) even though it didn't make any clear rational sense it was just like no yeah and then similar to you how there was this big decision moment of am I gonna do what I've always done or am I gonna do something different even though I don't know what the next step actually is like for me I had no idea what I wanted to do next Mm -hmm. or I'll get back to it I think I knew but I didn't like I didn't want to claim it yet um so Yeah, it was like, okay, Dana, are we going to do what we've always done, which is say yes to things because you want to please the other person, because you feel like you should do this thing, because it makes rational sense? um, Or are you going to just actually listen to what you want this time and say no? And kind of similar to how you were saying too, it was like, I just knew that saying no would be a bigger, like more important, more life-changing lesson than any like profit that I would get from saying yes. So it wasn't about like the financial opportunities and like building equity. And again, like all those logical reasons, it's like the, 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 Gold here is, Mm -hmm. like, actually in this lesson of saying no. And, like, the value of what I would learn from that lesson is so much bigger than more money. Yes, And actually saying yes. Because when you're saying no, you're saying yes to something else. So saying yes to this new thing, like, I just knew that that would... Like actually doing what I want to do would bring so much more money eventually than this. And so then when I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't know, quote unquote, what the next step is. I had listened to a podcast too and she was saying, how when you speak the words, I don't know, or when you say that in your mind, it like shuts your brain down to considering any possibilities. It's just like, "Mm, well, I don't know. So that's it. But when you ask a more open-ended question, that's more like, how, or like, what could be possible? Like, what could we do? And I just, I just went back to this past year, I just similar to, again, how you were saying, like putting it out on paper and like just looking at from a distance, like what are the common threads and just looking back and seeing, okay, last year I made this post in a Facebook group about, hey, does anyone else, is anyone else feeling really like lost in life and wondering what you're passion and purposes. And like, obviously everyone feels that way. So there were like a hundred comments from people and I was like, okay, I'm going to make this workshop and I'm going to put together a framework. And I even found a life coach from some other Facebook group and had her help me like put together this or like review what I had done. And we had um, a first meeting and eight girls came and it was really awesome. It was just everyone kind of sharing their stories and like kind of how they're feeling, um, lost in life and stuff. And after that, like I, I put on the calendar another meeting, but I think no one signed up or like, it just didn't feel like people were as into it as I was. So Mm -hmm. that kind of shut me off from continuing. And at that time, I didn't even know what a business coach was. I didn't really know that failing was okay. So to me, when that quote unquote failed, it was like, oh, okay, I guess that's not for me then. And I'll just like move on to the next Mm -hmm. thing when really it could have been like, no, like, And I knew at that time, like what I literally was saying to those girls was that I would eventually want to be a coach in this space. And that I was seeing this as like practice, like my first clients to practice and stuff. But because no one wanted to continue, then I was like, oh, I guess I'm just not good at this or this isn't for me or whatever. So, yeah, I think like. Finding your passion and purpose is so much, it's, it's not like something that you find as if it's locked away somewhere and it's like just waiting for you to discover it. It's more like something that you develop over time and you just like dive deep onto Like, for me, I think one of the most important things I did was all of those personality tests Mm -hmm. and, like, human design and Myers-Briggs and, like, literally all of them. And I wrote them all out in my journal, and as part of my morning routine was reading them over and over again to just, like, drill it into my brain of who am I and these are my strengths, these are my qualities, Cause it's really hard for me to like, just reflect on that myself. And I think the limiting belief that I had to get over was this idea that life is meant to be hard and it's supposed to be a struggle because when I would read these natural strengths and stuff, like it's so obvious to me, it doesn't really feel like a talent because it just comes naturally But for other people, like, it's not so natural. And I had to get over this limiting belief of, well, there's just no way that it could really be that simple or it could be that easy. It has to be complicated. Yeah, like work or a job is supposed to be hard and, like, miserable. Yeah, And then I finally was just like, why do I believe that? Yeah. And then you have to, like, dig deeper into where did that belief come from? And now I know where it comes from. And that you just then have to question, is it true? No. <laughs> it's yeah. not true because other people, like, do things that they actually like to do. Yeah. Um, and it's just, just, like, why? Like, why would I... And I think I kind of felt like I needed to punish myself or that I didn't deserve, like, a happy, simple life. It just felt like I have to struggle. I have to, like, prove something. So, yeah, like, finally just all the pieces of understanding my qualities, my strengths, like, who I am. And then actually seeing that that has been manifested several times in my life. Like no one asked me to do that workshop. No one like paid me to do that workshop. I just did it because I wanted to, and I was excited about it. And then even this podcast, like the whole idea behind this podcast was encouraging people to try new things and like go outside of their comfort zone and explore and just like, yeah, get creative and not just sort of accept things have to be as they are so yeah so now <laughs> I want to be a life purpose coach Yay. and I feel like I have like bigger dreams but right now I'm just trying to what is
1: your biggest dream I'm, I'm more interested in that like what is your like biggest biggest of the biggest like, grandest. Thing. Like, I don't know if it's really
0: even... It's, it's okay. I don't even have, like, words for it. Like, yeah. it's more of just a feeling, almost. Okay. And what's, what feeling is that? Well, I just want... Well, similar to what you were saying, too, about younger people. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, like, getting to people when they're younger. Because, again, yeah, I feel like I was so lost and in so much pain when I was younger um I even was just on my Facebook like scrolling way back like years in my messages with people to like see where my mind was at at that time oh my god I was like a little monster like (laughs) I was this manipulative like controlling yeah like I just because I've had no self-worth like I felt I was insecure like I wanted to I just desperately wanted people to like me and to like prove that they liked me and prove that I was likable and all these kind of things. Isn't that so tiring? Yeah and if someone would have just stepped in and been like hey did you know that like you're actually responsible for how you feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that like other people around you don't It's not their job to make you happy and to, like, make you love yourself and all that. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Mm. Where would I be if I fucking knew that (laughs) years ago? Yeah. And, yeah, it just, like, took so long of reading a ton of books and podcasts and, like, and just doing things. I think the other big thing, too, is in this quarantine... Um, I made more of an effort to surround myself with, you know, like-minded people and started seeing that I'm not the only one with these kind of limiting beliefs. And then when you see someone else having them, like you can objectively look at it and be like, wait, that doesn't really make any sense. And then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, again, it's like, surrounding yourself just helps to even more for you to self-reflect, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So again, yeah, it's like, I don't know exactly what it is or Mm -hmm. what the mission is or whatever. Like, I don't know what it looks like. Um, but I'm more, the trap that I often fall into is when I can't see it exactly, then I just get stuck and I like stop moving forward. So I'm trying to like, just look at what's right in front of me and just like take the small steps forward and be like, okay, start small. We can just be a coach right now. That's fine. We don't have to like spin up a whole organization Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Like it's fine. Um, so yeah, now I'm just trying to, do that whole self-reflection of like, okay, what journey did I actually just go on? And how can I help someone else going through that same thing? Because I know how painful it was and how really like, you know, all along, but it's almost like you just need someone like a coach to point it out to you. Like, hey, you have these skills and strengths And to give you the push to actually go do something about it because you're never going to, like, think your way to your purpose and passion. You have to actually, like, do things and Mm -hmm. see if you like it or not. Like, just be constantly evaluating every step of the way. What did I like about that? What did I not like about that? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think there's ever a destination either. Like... Even though this feels right right now, I'm still very aware that I could wake up tomorrow and be like, actually, never mind. I don't want to do any of that. I have a different idea. (laughs) So it's not like we are trying to like find something that's hidden away. And then once we find it, we're like done forever. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, yep. Woo. That was great. Like found my purpose. I'm done. Like, no, it's a constant evolution and you're always iterating and like every day is a new day. And I think that sounds really kind of stressful at first. Cause it's like you so badly just want to find that thing. Cause I feel like you see other people who seem to just like have it and you're like, Oh, why, why don't I just know? Like what's wrong with me? But really they have just chosen something and went with it because if you're just sitting here like I don't know like I like this and I like that and I like this and I like that you're never gonna move forward but if you just decide to choose something and like go down and see where that leads you then like you'll see
1: (laughs) yeah right and what was well it's like for me it's like in that state, like knowing I like this and I like that. And I know that eventually I had to choose, but I was always like reluctant when it comes to choosing. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know, like I always wonder like, how do people know what they should go for? Mm-hmm. You know, based on what? Yeah. Based on what? And, <laughs> and, and then I found that for myself, it's about finding my core desire feelings. hmm and um, because I, it's like whatever I do is actually like because I want to achieve a certain kind of feelings. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote down my desired core feelings. It's like every day, like I need to feel those in order to feel fulfilled mm. and truly like align with myself. Like what are they? Yeah. Like what Ooh, are the I most like have yeah Mm -hmm. and then after i identify them then the next question is okay for example my top priority is to feel loved Mm. loved here doesn't mean like respected and accepted Mm -hmm. you know it's like even like if i do this or that or i succeed or fail i I still feel loved Mm. and so the next question is okay so i want to feel loved what is it that I can do today to make myself feel loved? Mm-hmm. Or oh I want to feel safe. Okay, so I sit down and ask my body, what can I do for you to make you feel safe? Mm. Or to feel healthy or to feel joy? And or what can I do for you for the next five years and or ten years that I can make you feel really healthy and joy and, and love. Mm. And then that's how I come up with my plans, you know, it, and it just feels so solid for me because it just doesn't come from my headspace, And it actually comes from my core desire feeling is mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so it just like feels more grounded. Yeah. And then whenever I need to make decision, I always ask myself, okay, do if I go for this, would it make me feel more loved, safe, uh, wealthy? Mm-hmm. If not, then no. Yeah, yeah, really like and it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. It just makes this whole process of making decisions so easy. I would suck. I suck at making decisions in yeah. the past. Same, right? So bad. Mm-hmm. I I I procrastinated even like months or years just. To make some sort of decisions. Yeah. But now, since I have this, my own, like, you know, like, desire of feelings, my own map. hmm Yeah. Then I just, like, take it out and then just, like, check checklist. Like, would that give me that, that, that? Right. Yes. Go yeah. for that. If not, nah. hmm And also, I, I, I've been applying this rule. It's called 90% rule. I read it from the book Essentialism mm-hmm. by uh, Greg McKeown. Oh my God! It's the it's the best book I ever read. It's so short, simple, and essential, just mm-hmm. like the, the title. So he was saying about um, he himself had to make some uh, decisions when it comes to hiring people. Mm. And so the company gave him the test. Like you have to pick up, you know, people that pass the test, and uh, the grades of the test is from one to ten. And so it's easy, you know, like to, to select people that got nine or 10. But, and any, anyone below five, they fail, right? Mm. But how about people like from five to, to eight? Like, what are you gonna do with that? Mm. And so he, he's like, okay, let's just apply this 90% rule. Whatever from one to 90, you consider it's zero. Mm. Like from zero to 90. Is zero only pick whatever is above 90 Mm. and it just makes again makes everything so easier (laughs) for me yeah so again like if if like if i'm standing in front of two offers or two choices that both could potentially give me that my core desire feelings Mm. and then i'm kind of like you don't don't know what to do next then i will apply that rule it's like which one's going to give me the highest percentage of those core desire feelings. Oh, and same yeah. uh, with my ex. This is how I, the book actually helped me to let him go. Mm. I just asked myself, is it 90% <laughs> and above or below objectively? Yeah. Definitely above. Uh, d- Below. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like 54%, you know? Yeah. Somewhere like that. I'm like, Okay, so now it's up to me to choose mm. which one I want to go. I want to go for 90 and above or I'm going to go below. And if I pick below, then I have to shut up my mouth and stop complaining because mm. what I choose. Right. But if I choose 90%, you know, then, yeah, that's that's my decision and I'm going to go for that with the cost of that it might be harder and it would take me some more time. You know, and, and people could call me picky and whatever, but I know what I'm going for. And that is just like, yeah, that is my lifestyle. I only go for the best. Mm-hmm. I don't go for good or very good or almost excellent mm-hmm. or almost perfect. Yeah. But I want to go that the best. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just helps me so much in my daily routines. And yes. From even like brushing my teeth or the food I eat, like, is that the best? Or it just, oh, okay, okay, good. Then I don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's because at the end of the day, like, we're the ones who have to live with our decisions. Yeah. Not like, not the ex, not no. my clients. It's like. Yeah, we are. I'm the one steering the ship in my life here and every decision I make has a consequence. And that's why what you said is so important about having like a system for how you make decisions and making decisions intentionally and consciously and not just like floating around in life, just like doing whatever and not thinking about it. Because I think what I struggled with decisions, too, was, like, complete lack of trust in myself because I betrayed myself so many times in the past where, like, I would do things that I knew weren't right for me and didn't feel good for me, but I would just do whatever I thought someone else wanted me to do anyway. So then when it came time to make a decision, there's so much anxiety because I'm like, well, I fucked it up last time. Like, I'll probably Mm. just fuck it up again. Yeah. And and then, yeah, it's like, well, how how could you make a good decision in that situation if that's, like, your mindset going into it? And, yeah, so I think there has to be trust in yourself, a system. So is that how you're, like, using to make decisions right now? What kind of system are you using? So for me, I started writing also my values in my journal. Hmm. And, yeah, just getting clear on what things are really important for me and what do I want to make sure that I'm doing every day that will help me grow into the best version of myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hadn't like, I guess, nailed it down into such a system like you have, but I kind of just wrote, okay, I know that vulnerability is really important to me. So I always want to make sure I'm showing up and like sharing my story and speaking my truth and like taking action is something I'm trying to get better about and not just sit and think and think and think and think and and not actually do anything so taking action is important
1: yeah it's really fun Mm yeah yeah so once you uh, apply that and see it works, then it just makes you want to like keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like kind of like customize it mm-hmm. to your own way. Yeah, and you 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 be get more creative because now you feel more like empowered. Like ah, I actually like can make my own decisions beyond what I truly want. Right. And and there's no like self doubt in there anymore because the core desire feeling comes from you mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's that's what i want and right and yeah and i i think it's oh my god that book you have to read it <laughs> like it's so it it's it changed my perspective mm-hmm. entirely and I, it, it's it's not just that book alone this it actually right. like the whole process, you know, the accumulation mm-hmm. of all the effort and energy piled up to that moment. And yeah. then, like, plots the book. And then the shift happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same, yeah. Because I even have, right
0: here, like, I read uh, You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, it's, like, everything that they said in those books I've heard before, it wasn't really, like, new information, but just, yeah, the compilation of hearing those things over and over again throughout this whole journey, then it just, like, finally makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like when people are, like, oh, you have to read this book, like, it was life-changing, like, it was life-changing for them in that where they were in yes. their journey and yeah. it just like depends on where yeah. you are in right. your journey and, and like what you're ready to hear because and looking out for those synchronicities i think again um because when i it finally started like sinking in my head that this was the decision I was making and i don't think i even said it really out loud to anyone yet i think it was just in my head but even when I was just in my head like someone came on their Instagram stories and they were like, Hey, I know that you guys all know me as this content writer. Um, but I'm actually pivoting my whole business and moving into coaching and it was really scary to come on my stories. And like, but I just realized even though I was good at writing, it wasn't fulfilling me. And this is what, and it was just like exactly my story. Mm. And just that sort of moment of confirmation and just like oh she just did that like I can do it too yeah and I think the other important thing for me was also just having blind faith because you're never gonna know even if you have this system of making decisions like you're never gonna have that full knowing of like of this is going to work out cuz yeah. how could you like there's no way so there has to be that element of like even though i'm not sure like this could all blow up in my face yeah. you know i could fail i don't know um you just have to have that belief <laughs> that like blind belief that yeah. it will work out or at least that it could work out and if it doesn't like having enough trust in yourself that you'll figure out the next thing.
1: Yeah, I think what you just mentioned is key. Mm-hmm. It's like blind belief. And it's not like blind, stupid, blind, but like the, the belief that everything will be okay for me. Mm-hmm. And I will figure it out, even though I have no clue what, what what I should do next. Yeah, And that's like the the essence of, for me, is it's, it's when it comes to spirituality or be spiritual, it's about that blind belief. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, like following some forces and, you know, like, and lose your your sense of integrity. But like having that blind belief in life, in universe that it will be okay. It's like believing before seeing. Mm -hmm. Because most people, they like, show it to me and then i believe yeah but faith is about believing then you see it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that is the the law of attraction is about mm-hmm. need to believe it feel it then it will happen it's not the other way around yeah yeah
0: well i think that's a good place to end (laughs) this is getting quite long now yeah i just wanted to have this little catch-up and i hope it gives people i hope other people just like see themselves in these stories and have some have their own light bulb moments thanks for listening (laughs) let us know if you have any light bulb moments or if you want to talk to us